Okay, let's get started with Parsha Shmini, Tavshin Ayin Vav. Parsha Shir scheduling note, next week uh, there won't be a shir, I'll be in Poland with uh, Yeshiva at Reisha Yerushalayim, so not going to be able to give a shir that week, but the following week uh, will be the Haggadah Shir. will be the Sunday or Monday before Pesach, it'll be uh, uploaded, I'll let you know when uh, Sunday or Monday, figure out exactly which of those two nights before Pesach, and Hashem, it'll be up with all of the Marmakomos as we go through the Haggadah, as we do each and every year. But now we have Parsha Shmini uh, on our plate tonight, Tavshanayin Vav, and we start off with a drush on a Pasuk in the Parsha, Perak Tes, Pasuk Vav. So the Pasha's of the Pasuk is, as we know, Shmini has two major topics. It has the eighth day of the Miluim, the eighth day of setting up a shop in the, in the Mishkan, and the Karbonos that were brought, and the tragedy that struck on the beginning of the, at the beginning of the Parsha with Nadav and Avihu, and uh, as a follow-up to that, the Isurim of uh, Kohen going into the Beis HaMikdash when he, after he has drunk wine, and a couple of other ideas related to that incident. And then we have the second half of the Parsha, which talks all about uh, Inyani Kashras, which we'll have to talk about the connection between the two halves of the Parsha. But if you look in Parakas Pasuk Vav, the Pasuk says, Vayomer Moshe. Moshe says, Zeh Hadavar Shertiva Hashem Tasu. After commanding the Am Yisrael and Aaron what to do on the eighth day of the Miluim, Moshe says, you have to do this, Zadavar, Vieira Alechem Hashem. And the Kvod Hashem will appear on you, Vieira Alechem. So Alder Drush, if you look in the Sefer Pnina Torah, he quotes as follows, uh, on, at a deeper level of understanding of this Pasuk. Again, the Pasuk says, do this, and Hashem, Hashem's uh, Kavod, Will appear on you. Nero has verse a pasik. Kiyesh anashim pit of Yesh anashim saim shaomrim. There are some foolish people that think Shekimi Kivan Shakarish Baruch who wrote as Libo Shaladam. We know Chazal say Rachmano Libavoy. Right? Hashem love wants our heart. Hashem wants our, our insides. Umachshava Tova Mitzrafes Lomaisa. And if we have a good thought and we want to do a mitzvah and we didn't end up doing it, Hashem considers, considers it as if we did it. After all, Hashem knows. Lachain. Ain't sarach litzrach velasos a mitzvah b'fawal. So you know what? If Hashem loves my thoughts and my machshavas tovos, then do I really have to go through with it? Let me just think good things. Let me just think about mitzvahs and plan on mitzvahs. Do I actually have to do them? Die b'kavanes halev. You know, I'm a good Jew inside. Inside I feel Jewish. I feel good. Do I have to actually go through the... Action! Matzarach Lobosh Sitzes Vitvillin, Vilatko Abishofer, Vilashi Basuka. I'm a Jew, I have to actually wear the Sitzes? I'm always thinking about God. Uri Isam Oso, Zacharitim is called Mitzvah Hashem. I'm always thinking, I don't need the Sitzes. I don't need the Sitzes, I don't need the Tvillin. I'll think about Hashem sitting in my house, not in the Sukkah. So, there are those that might think that. Dailat Kayim, Kolelo, Mitzvah Kavana Salev. Kod Hashem, remember, Rachman Aliba boy. And we know that obviously is wrong. This is foolish. Kavana is great, but only along with the action. I can't just think about doing the mitzvah. That's only if there's an onus, and I can't do it. But if I can, and I just think about it, that doesn't work. You can't just have the kavana. And he gives a beautiful mashal as he usually does. Couple's newly married, and he says, you know, I'd love to have some chicken for supper tonight. Love to have some chicken. The husband says to the wife, you know, stuffed chicken with, with, with uh, rice and spices. Oh, I love that. And the, the newlywed, the wife, was, okay, I can't wait. Wonderful. I'll make it for you. He ate it. But he says, it wasn't as good as it could be, but... You didn't, you didn't use enough spices. Can you put in some more, can you put in spices? Spices would make it great. She's like, okay, I'm gonna make spices tomorrow. So the next day, he comes, the stuffed chicken, and he takes a bite out of the stuffed chicken, and he bites, and his mouth always, almost like, is on fire. He's like, what'd you do? She's like, I put in spices. She's like, he's like, you also have to put in some rice. You can't fill the whole chicken up with spices. That ruins the whole thing. Then you, the spices are, are tavlinim. They're supposed to spice, be sprinkled on the rice and on the chicken, but that's not the yikr. If you just do that, that ruins everything. It's not ro'i la'achila. It's too sharp. 
It's too harif. You told me to put spices. I love spices, but only along the uh, to spice the the ikar. Says the Pnei Torah, machshavas are amazing, but machshavas are the spices. The ikar, the rice and the chicken, that's the ma'isa mitzvah. That's what we have to do. The kavana makes it better, makes it taste great, makes it beautiful, makes it t- even tastier in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But you can't just have the spices. It's impossible. If somebody is, is totally anus, it's out of their control, so then fine. Hashem will take it. I'll give you the credit. You know, the, the, you were in traffic and you couldn't get there and you couldn't go. The hospital, the, the visiting hours were already finished. Okay, I'll give you the credit. That's baonus. But if there's no onus, obviously you have to do the maisa and the kavana just adds. So what does that have to do with us? Let's read the Pasuk again. What God commands you to do, just do it. You got to do it. If you do it, Hashem's kavu will appear on you. You have to do the mitzvah. Right? You can't think about it. Again, just to uh, connect, he doesn't mention it. But in past years, we've discussed getting a little ahead of ourselves, but we've discussed what was the chait of Nadav and Avihu. Many mafarshim, the Nitziv and the Beis HaLevi and others all point out that they might have had great kavanas. Eish Zara, what does that mean? They were spiritual, they wanted to be close to Hashem. The problem was the new avenues that they created. You have to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, Kasher Tziva Hashem. They wanted to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu using their own ways of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, drinking wine and going into the base of Megdash, or all the other opinions that were given by, by Chazal. But if I create my own avenues, so that's an Eish Zara. That's this Pasik. Do the mitzvah. Add Kavanis to the mitzvah. That's great. But we have to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mitzvah us that's first and foremost in our Avodah Hashem. Okay, so that gets us started. Now let's go back to talk about the actual Karbanos Hamiluim. So if you look in the beginning of the parsha. Moshe calls to Aaron and his family. Enter the Zakanim. And Moshe has specific instructions for Aaron. There are karbanos to be brought on behalf of Aaron and karbanos to be brought on behalf of all of Bnei Yisrael. Egel and an Ola. An Egel is brought by Aaron as a carbon chatas. First day of the Mishkan, the inauguration. Aaron brings an Egel as a carbon chatas. Let's think about that. Why would Aaron be bringing an Egel for a chatas, which is always brought when somebody did something wrong? Let's keep that in mind. So the Egel on the Ayel. B'nai Yisrael. What do they do? B'nai Yisrael to the Mar. Seir Izim Lachatas. They have to bring a goat. A seir, izim for achatas, the egel, vacheves, but they ola. So they also bring an egel, but their egel is an ola. Aaron's egel is achatas, and Bnei Yisrael's egel is an ola. And Bnei Yisrael's chatas, that's a seir izim. Chazal, obviously, as we know, always pick up on every detail of the Torah, including the specific karbanos. Let's start with Rashi. Rashi tells us, why is Aaron Akoin bringing an Egel? Kachlecha Egel ben Bakar. For Achatos. Rashi tells us, Lehodia. You know why Aaron is bringing this? And everybody sees that Aaron's bringing an Egel. For Achatos. That will achieve Kapara. Lehodia. Shemachaper. Lohakadosh Baruch Hu. Al Egel Zeh. Al Maisa HaEgel Sheasa. This Egel is brought so that everybody sees that Aaron Akoin has full Kapara for his role in the Cheta Egel. Throughout his life, as we know, Aaron Cohen always has this in the back of his mind. He always has the Egel in the back of his mind. And here, Kodesh Baruch Hu tells Aaron to bring an Egel so that there will be full forgiveness uh, in public. Let's read the words of the Maharal. The Maharal and the Gur Aryeh, source number two. Says the Maharal on this Rashi, Lo Kohanim. So he says, were it not for this, were it not for this uh, medrash that Rashi quotes, why is Aaron bringing an Egel? Well, Am Yisrael, they're bringing a goat. 
they also took part in the Egel. No. Says the Maharal, look in the Medrash and let me expand on the Medrash. What was the original, the only chet that we know of of Aaron Cohen at this point? The Egel. So he brings an Egel for a for a chatas. The Yisrael Seirizim. Why do they bring a Seirizim? Sheshachtu Seirizim v'tavlo akatonas badam. What was the national chet that had to do with the Seirizim? Mechiras Yosef. The brothers sold Yosef. Am Yisrael still has ha, feel the effects of that chet, and therefore the first day of the Mishkan, which is built on. Avas Yisrael and Achdus. We have to bring a, a Chatos as a Kapara for the first major, not the first, kind of Hevel with the first, right? Sinas Chinam that we have in history, the brothers selling Yosef, that's the Seir. So Aaron brings the Egel for the Egel Azov. Am Yisrael brings the Seir Izim for the Bechiris uh, Yosef where they dipped his blood in goat's blood, Seir Izim. The Maral just adds before he gets to his main point. Im Cain, but one second then. So the, the Am Yisrael, they also bring an Egel. But they bring it as an Ola. So why do they bring it as an Ola? Chatos is always brought for a Maisa Avera. If I, I'm a Chalo Shabbos Peshogig, I bring a carbon Chatos. So here Aaron brought a carbon Chatos. The Egel is the Chatos. By Am Yisrael, they also bring an Egel. But why is their Egel an Ola? Let's continue. Says the Maharal beautifully, Im Cain, Gabi Ola Nami Kasha. Lama Hayolas Yisrael Egel, Volas Aaron Ayel, Vyesh Lomar, Vyesha Aaron Chatab Maisa Shaasa Egel, who made the Egel actually? They gave all their gold to Aaron, Aaron was the one that threw it in the fire, he did the Egel. Am Yisrael thought about the Egel, they wanted the Egel, they had the Machshava, and we know a Machshava, a Chetan Machshava, you bring a carbon for. Here, Hurey Alev. A Maisa one brings a chatas. But for a hearer, for a problem in my thought, that's a carbon ola. Ola is all goes up to Hashem, just like our thoughts are all known by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ava Yisrael shechato behirur shetau acharav heviu ege ola sheola baal hirur halef. So that works out the details, says the Maharal, for these two chatoim. But now let's get down to the second half where he says v'im tomar. But let's think about this for a minute. I'm sorry, let's skip that part. I'm not going to do that right now. Let's skip down to Achkasha, line four, in the second half. Lama heviu kapara al mechiras Yosef. Shari avosam chatu ve'enam. Aaron brings an egel, I understand, because Aaron actually violated. B'nai Yisrael, they didn't sell their brother. That was hundreds of years ago. Why are they still having to get kapara for what the brothers did generations ago? Vilama Yisbeluheim. Why did they have to suffer, so to speak? Why did they have to bear the burden of this chait? The ode. Shebinyamin lama yavi. All of Am Yisrael brings it. What did Binyamin do? Binyamin didn't take part in the Egel. Or, I'm sorry, Mechiris Yosef. So why is Binyamin bringing part of it? Says the Maharal as follows. Ella, based on the Medrash. Omar Lahem, Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Atem There is a process of creation that is going on here. The creation of the Jewish people. The creation of Am Yisrael. There was a hate at the beginning of that process. And there was a chet at the end of that process. The beginning of the process of the birth of Am Yisrael, that's the Shvatim. When we went from individuals, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the Avos, after the Avos come, children, offspring. The beginning of our nation were the Shvatim. They were a microcosm of all of us, because we were all split into 12 tribes after that. We're all, we only have a couple of them left now. But we were all split. That was the beginning of the birth of Am Yisrael. So there was a chait having to do with the beginning of the process, Mechiris Yosef. And there was a chait that had to do with the end of the process. When were we ultimately born? Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim and Matan Torah. Followed right away with Egel Hazav. These were defining chataim. 
These weren't just personal sins of individuals. These were symbolic sins that relate to all of us because it's in our DNA. Maisa avo simin labanim. These chatoim, which might symbolize ben adam lachavero, ben adam it might symbolize all chatoim captured in Mechiris Yosef and Cheta Egel. These were prototypical, says the Maharal. And therefore, B'nai Yisrael, at the beginning of the Mishkan, which is the next stage of their history, they have to relate to both of these chatoim. It's not just, oh, generations back. No, it defines who we are, and we are misaking them for the rest of history. Says the Maharal, let's read that again. Ela Abalahem, Atem, line 9. Yesh b'yetchem b'tchila, v'yesh b'yetchem basof. Yesh b'yetchem b'tchila, v'yesh chetusir izim. V'yesh b'yetchem basof, asulahem egel masecha. Yavo, says the Medrash, seir izim, v'yechaper al-maisa izim, yavo egel, v'yechaper al-maisa egel. That's the words of the Medrash. And explains now the Maharal, ulefai daiti, Shafir Shinyan said, let me explain. Whenever you have a process, you have to look at the beginning of the process and you have to look at the end of the process. Right, Bezra, in a couple of weeks, we will have one of the most famous processes of the year. Sviris Omer. The beginning of the process is Chaga Pesach. The end of the process is Chaga Shavuos. So, says the Maharal, whenever you have to look at the beginning and the end, the Yisrael Shehem Uma Bechlal, B'nai Yisrael, who are a nation, Yeshlam Hatchala, the Yeshlam Shlemus. They have a beginning and an end in their formation. Vaschalasan Haya B'nai Yaakov, Shaznikru B'nai Yisrael, Zewat Chalasan, the Shvatim. Vishlemusam Hayu Kishayatsu. And when did they achieve Shlemus as a people? When did they become a people? Now we are Am Yisrael. But when was the finishing of their formation? When they went out and they became an Umma Shlema. And that's why at the beginning of living in God's house, so to speak, the Mishkan, which would set the stage for the Beis HaMikdash, you have to relate to both of those Chataim. And that's why we have the Cheta Egel and we have the Chiris Yosef, the two Karbanos Chatas that are described at the beginning of our Parsha. Aaron brings an Egel and B'nai Yisrael bring a Chatas to set the stage for later in history. Okay, moving right along. So let's continue the Psukim. Continue the Psukim. So Moshe commands them to bring these Karbanos and they do everything that Moshe tells them. And Moshe says, this is what I'm telling you to do. Say, Hadavar, Vayomer Moshe el Aaron. So Moshe says to Aaron, okay, you go first. You go first, Pasuk Zayin. Karav ala Mizbeach. Go close to the Mizbeach. Va'aseh, why do you have to tell him this? So Rashi says, he was nervous. Aaron, throughout his life, was nervous about the Chet Ego. What does Rashi say here? Shohaya Aaron, Bosh, V'yare Lageshes. No, I can't, no, not me. No, I'm not... Don't worry about it. It's good. So what does Moshe tell him? Bring your carbon ola, bring your carbon chatos, and through these carbonos you will get kapara for yourself and for the nation. And then, then bring the carbon of the am and get kapara for them. Ask the Mepharshim. What does the Pasuk say? Aaron, you bring your karbanos to achieve kapara for you and B'nai Yisrael. And then bring B'nai Yisrael's karban to get kapara for B'nai Yisrael. Why do we have B'nai Yisrael's kapara along with Aaron's karban? Aaron, bring your karban in order to get kapara for you, period. What do you mean for you and for B'nai Yisrael? B'nai Yisrael have their own karban. The Pasuk says, What what is the what is the am? The am has their own carbon. The next phrase. Ask the Meshachachma. Why do Bnei Yisrael need any type of kapara from Aaron's carbon? So we have the same idea expressed by the Meshachachma and later by a contemporary sefer as well, who adds a little formulation to it. So first, let's see the words of Rav Meir Simcha. Source number four. Ha inyan. Ha inyan means figure out the question yourself, and you'll know what I'm answering. So we saw the question. Right, most questions, many questions of the Meshachachma, we can know based on just analyzing the Pesukim closely. His answers we have to read the Meshachachma for. But, let's see. Ha'inyan. 
As we've mentioned, Aaron Akoin played a major role in the Egel, though not fault of his own. We discussed that Parshas Kisisa. Fine. The Egel is Aaron. But, says the Meshachachma, come on, Am Yisrael didn't have a hand in it. Our Am Yisrael didn't kind of force Aaron's hand. I mean, Aaron would have stood up to them, but he saw his nephew was murdered when his nephew started to stand up for them. Chur! Right? Hevin, vayiven, mizbech lefanav. What does Rashi, the Gemara in Sanhedrin say? Vayoven, mizavuach lefanav. Aaron Akoin says, I'm not going to stand up to them because they're going to kill me also. So he was trying to delay them and he takes their gold and he didn't realize. So you're going to tell me B'nai Yisrael didn't have anything to do with Yegel? Says the Meshachachma, they did. Aaron did it. But they also need a chatos for the Egel. The Nimsa, the Yisrael, Shahayu Siba, Sheyase Aaron HaEgel, Hayalem Chelek, Bechet Shal Aaron. They also had a Chelek. Vulakach Be'egel Shal Aaron is Chaprushnehem. Those are the two extra words in the Torah. What does the Torah say? The Chaper Ba'adcha, Uva Ata'am. Uve Prat, and it's specifically, especially, what it says in Mesech Shabbos, Kol Misha Chaveru Ne'enash Al Yado, Ein Machnisen Osoba Mechitzos, Oshal HaKadosh Baruch Very scary Chazal, where Chazal say, well, it's scary in one sense, but it's very inspiring in another sense. Anything that we do that influences others, we are going to be held accountable for. So, if my friend is Ne'enash because of something that I did, if I influenced my friend and my friend did something wrong, but they're going to get... They're due, but I'm also going to get a chalik in that. And therefore, Am Yisrael influenced Aaron to do what he did. And therefore, he is going to have, they are going to have a chalik in that. Obviously, Mita Tova Maruba, if we could influence somebody, Latov, if we could influence somebody to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to do a mitzvah, we get credit for that mitzvah too. And it, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's on our record as well. Aaron is punished. They're all punished, but they're all connected. And therefore, when Aaron brings his carbon, he needs a chaper ba'atcha uva'ata. Meshachachma. Similar idea, if you look at the Yam Simcha, uh, he also says, uh, he has the same question, he has a quote of Meshachachma, but he has the same idea with a little different twist. A little different formulation. Where he says, he quotes in Arachayim HaKadosh. He quotes the same question that he quotes on line 11 in Arachayim. Source number 5. Says the Arachayim. On the Pasuk in Parshas Vayikra, Ima Kohen HaMashiach yechetel ta'am. If the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen HaMashiach, sins la'ashmat ha'am. What's the connection between the Kohen Gadol doing an Avera and the Am being guilty? La'ashmat ta'am. He explains there, Hamizake as harabim if somebody spends their life being osik somebody spends their life being mezakeh the rabbim, right? Helping out the tzibur. They're not living for themselves. They're living for others. If somebody does that, they're not going to do chait. They have special siyata deshmaya. Somebody spends their life, uh, obviously, everybody has bechir achavshis, but there is special siyata deshmaya if somebody lishma is Mezakeh the Rappin. Ubir Oski, Kohen HaMashiach, Chata. So, a Kohen Gadol by definition is Mezakeh the Rabbim. So, if you see that he sinned, so then, says the Meshach, says the uh, Orachayim HaKadosh, that reflects that the Rabbim didn't get his chus. Because if the Rabbim had had his chus, so then, the Mezakeh of the Rabbim wouldn't have been Chote. So, in a sense, Kedesh Elo Yavo Chetah Yodah Mishilam. And that's what it means, La'ashmatam. The Kohen Gadol sins, it's probably connected to the Am. Because the Kohen Gadol Bimahuto is somebody who is Mizakeh the Rabbim. If he did a Chait, then he's, what happened to the line of Ein Chait Ba Al Yado? It must be that he's not able to be Mizakeh the Rabbim. Because they're not ready to be recipients of his Zechus, and therefore that causes him to sin as well. Says the Yam Simcha, maybe that's Aaron HaKohen too. Aaron HaKohen was the, he was the Kohen Gadol. He was the Mizakeh Es Harabim. Par excellence, dim adam gadol v'tzadik. Hamizak es harabim nichshab achet. 
If somebody great Sadik, who is Mizaki, Nikshabachita, Gorim Lazeh, it could be. Again, Chasvishalam, everybody has has Bahira Khafshis, as the Gemara says in Brachis, there was a coin Godol, that was a coin Godol for decades. And he sinned at the end of his life. And he went off the derech at the end of his life. That not because anybody else. So there is an element to that, obviously. But there is something to say, says the Arachaim Akadosh. That if, if there is a tzibor that is roi to achieve and receive the schus of a mezakeh, and they don't, so that leads to the mezakeh not having the divine protection that he should have, and ultimately leading him to chait. Shu mezakeh osam, ain't a rosam l'kabal ha-schus. Shu mezakeh osam. U memeila ain't lo as-schus, arabim, and he doesn't have that special shmira from the chait. Back to Aaron HaKohen. So if Aaron was chotei, that's a reflection that Am Yisrael were chotei as well. Because they weren't letting him give them zuchuyos that he could transfer to them. And Memeola, he doesn't have that divine protection, which could lead to Techeta Egel. So it's the same idea, but he just says it in a little, with different emphasis, and that's why the Am also needs Kapara for, for what occurred. Okay. Now let's get to the next major section here, and that is Nadav and Avi. Beginning of the Perak, where the Torah tells us tragedy struck on that very, very happy day, but it didn't stay that way. An age came down from heaven, ate up the carbonos, the whole am saw, what does that mean? Uncle says, Vishabahu, they praised Akadash Barahu, Vayipla Panayam, they all fell on their faces in awe. And then we have the mysterious Pasik. Vayikhubne Aro Nadava Vihu Ishmachta so. They each took their machta, their shovel with coals. Vayitnubahenesh. Or they took their shovels and they put fire in it. Vayasimu Lakatares. They put Tares with burning coals on the shovel. Vayakrivu Lefne Hashem and they went close. And they brought in front of Hashem Eish Zara in strange. Or strange, not strange in a weird sense, strange in like a czar. A czar is a non-Kohen. A czar is a stranger to the Kahuna. So they were a stranger to the Savoda that they weren't supposed to do. Hashem Otsiva Osam, that they were not commanded to do. They brought fire, they were punished with fire. What exactly was the chait? Many, many suggestions given. This year we'll see the suggestion of the Shem and Hatov in the fifth chalik and chalikei. Rabbi Weinberger says as follows. What exactly was the chait? On that day, I'm in source number six. Shazachu Kla Yisrael Erosa Shechina Shore Vemishkan Shazach Shavchincho Bnei Yisrael Rizocha to see the Shechina come down. They just brought the Karbanos. They saw the fire. It was unbelievable. What exactly did they do wrong? It says a strange uh, fire, a fire that was not commanded. We mentioned one idea before, but many of the Mefarshim give their own ideas. What exactly is the message of their hate? And let's just add one other question that he asks. What is the connection between this story and the story juxtaposed following in the Torah, and that is Hilchas Kashrus? Hilchas Kashrus follows on the heels of this story. We have Aaron Akohen wouldn't need to burn the Chattas, and Moshe gets angry, and then Moshe understands, but that's all a continuation of this story. But Perak Yud is the story of Nadav and Aviyu. Perak Yud Aleph is Hilchas Kashrus. Kosher and not kosher. What exactly is the Segue is the connection between these two parshias. Right, line ten. Ve'eno muvan smichas parshias elu. I don't understand the connection. And then he says Rashi tried to answer, but I think Rashi just made it worse on the surface. Says the Sheminatov. Line ten. Ve'ocher Rashi nira to ratzalimso eza smichus also inyan yoser muksha. He made it more difficult to understand. Made it more difficult. Ve'dabra Hashem Moshe v'laron lemar. Right, he says at the beginning of. Of Perakut Aleph, when we have the command of beginning of Hilchas Kashrus, we have the Pasik that tells us, and Rashi quotes, Omar, he gets all the people involved. He gets all the people involved. 
Right, Hushru Kulam Bitmima as well. We'll talk about soon. What was the chait and what's the connection? Here we go. Line 15. Vaha Nir It appears to me as follows. Dehine Chatam Chetam Shal Nadeva Aviyu Haya Bazeh. Disavru Delo Nifkamu Bechla Bechaita Egel. Denisharu Bimadrego Shomai Bad Harsinai. Nadeva Aviyu felt that they, and maybe all the Jewish people, they were on such an unbelievably high level. They didn't think that there was a lasting effect of the Egel. There was the Egel, but remember, 3,000 people were killed. But then Moshe Rabbeinu, their tshuva was accepted. Hashem wanted to destroy them. And Moshe David's tshuva was accepted. By the Meraglim, the tshuva was not accepted. 20 to 60 had to die. They couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael. But the Egel was forgiven. So Nadav and felt like they were back. They were back up in the Dardea, and they had unbelievable, overflowing love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they had a burning, no pun intended, a burning desire to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Shem Atov, life is about balance. Life is about, in all areas, like the Rambam's middle path, Shvil Azov, life is being spiritually balanced. In what way? Yira and Ahava. Running close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, running away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, you are awesome, amazing. Hashem, I am so tiny and small compared to the infinite. Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. We need both because focusing on one of them can be tragic in either direction. Unbridled Ahava could lead to Nadav and Aviyu. Could lead to creating my own methods of Ava. I don't have to do exact... I have such love, I'm just going to go and jump. I'm, I'm going to go write my own tefillah and stand on the beach. And This is what spirituality is. No, if it's just pure Ava without the yira, which balances it, which I have to be in awe and follow every diktuk halacha, so kalita tragedy, obviously too much yira also. We just feel like we're a nothing and we just run away from Hashem when we get too far. That was the Eish Zara. That was the inappropriate fire. And that's the message of this story. The Nimsa to call a parsha not of Avil line twenty two. Balu lamei the Afilu Madrega Gadola Kamo Ava Yachol his Pashet Chutz Legvul and Asalei Zara. It could go beyond its borders. And then he says in parentheses, and look what I wrote elsewhere. We've mentioned this in the past, right? We've mentioned the past. We have two days of Rosh Hashanah. What's the laning for Rosh Hashanah? The second day is Akedas Yitzchak. What's the laning on the first day of Rosh Hashanah? So it's about Yishmael and throwing him out. But what's at the end? What sec- section is in the Torah right before? Right before the Akedah. Avim Avinu making a pact with Avimelech and promising, giving him a section of Eretz Yisrael. And right after that we have the Akedah. Says the Shem Anatov, you know what I think the two Kriyas are about? And based on the Rashbam a little bit, that the Akedah was somewhat of an Onesh for Avram Avinu making a treaty with Avimelech, you're so worried about the future, you know what? Sacrifice your son to me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, because Avram Avinu, says Hashem Atov, unbridled chesed, maybe even chesed could go too far. And that's what happened with Avimelech. And that's why you have to balance that out with the Yira of the Akeda. Pachad Yitzchak. That's the balance that we need in life. And that's what Nadav and Aviyu did not have. They just had the Ava. But you have to have the balance. What does it say after the Akedah? Atayadati kireilokimata. I always knew you had the Ava, Avra Moavai. But now I know you have the Yira. You have what's needed. You have to have the balance. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, now he expands and says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Balanced. Everything is balanced. And he says, why is it balanced? He talks about one of the names of Hashem. The name of Hashem, Shakai. Shakai, Shin Dalad Yud. 
What is the word Shakai? The name Shakai? Sha'amar la'olam dai. He said, this is enough. This is exactly balanced. But it also comes from, he explains, the Shaddaim of an Isha who give nourishment to a baby in a perfect way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates the universe that right when a baby is born, all of a sudden, the ability for the baby to live in a balanced way, all the nutrients and nourishment that this baby needs is right there in the mother. That's Shakai. Hashem acts as the nourisher, the mother of the universe. And that's a deeper level of the name, line 31. This is exactly the world, no more, no less. The world is exactly where it is, as the scientists say. If the earth was one millimeter closer to the sun, we'd burn up. Further away, we'd freeze. It's exactly built. And he continues and says, Ruchni is Gashmius. Hashem created the world with an Izun Nifla. Not too much Gashmius, not too much Ruchnius. For us to be able to partake of. Line 32, Shalom is Gashim Yosem Midai, Velo Ruchani Yosem Midai. You have to come to the recognition. Hilchas kashras. This you can eat. This you can't eat. This is good for you. This is not good for you. Hilchas kashras is also about balance. It's also about having that perfect, yes this, no this, and that's the hemshaf. That's the connection to Nadav and Aviyu, who Their problem was that they were not in a balanced Way. They had too much Ava and no Yira. Source 7 on top. He quotes, Imkein Yishkesher Amitz, Bein Parshas Nadav Raviyu, and Parshas Machalos Asuros, Dishneyem Nechuvanim Lekibon Echad, Lolamdeinu to teach us, Tebechol Midu, Umida, Tzarek Adam, Lechos, Bemidu, Ugvul, Shalola Abdam. Always have borders for myself. Always, nothing, never go to extremes. Never go to extremes. One of the Hasidic Rebbe's once said, Based on the Medrash, the Medrash says in, in uh, Bracious, Vihine Tov Ma'od, at the end of the Bria, it says Vihine Tov Ma'od. The Medrash says Zehamaves. Tov Ma'od, Zehamaves. Tov Ma'od? Is Zehamaves? So one of the Rebbes once said, I heard it by Lamb, quote one of the uh, Hasidic Rebbes say, yeah, all Ma'odius, all extremes, Zehamaves. Life is about being balanced. Life is about having Yeres Hashem and having Avas Hashem. Being involved in the world, but not be too much involved in the world. Being involved in Gashmias, but being Makadish with the Ruchnias. That's what we need in life, and that's what the Rambam says. And that was what Nadav and Aviyu lacked at that moment, and that's what we learn from their Chet. Okay, moving right along. So we have, we spoke about the Chet, so we also, of course, have to speak about the reaction to the Chet. And those are the two famous words, Vayido Maharon. Aaron is silent. Aaron is silent. Doesn't say a word. A screaming silence. Moshe Rabbeinu says to him, Aaron doesn't say a word. Says the Gemara Mesechus Vachim, beginning of Source 8. Aaron HaKohen got tremendous reward on the happiest day of his life. This is the Mishkan. He's the Kohen Gadol. On the happiest day of his life, he loses half of his children. And says the Gemara, Araya, that he got schar on this shtika, the Pasuk in Koheles. In Paragimel, where there's a time for everything, there's a time to be silent, there's a time to talk. Sometimes, People are quiet and you get schar for being quiet. Sometimes people talk and get schar for talking. And that's related to Vayidom Aaron. Says the Tosefis Bracha. Says the Torah Tamima. What's the Lashon of the Gemara Pamim? Sometimes this and sometimes that. Sometimes means it happens a lot. Sometimes this and sometimes that. Right? Vayidom Aaron was a, uh, a major catastrophe, a major event that doesn't happen every day. Chas v'shalom. So what is the Gemara, where is the Gemara expanding it to? Pamim, sometimes you got to know that it's good to talk. And sometimes we got to know that it's good to be silent, it's good to be quiet. 
suggests the Tosefet's bracha, maybe this Gemara is referring to another Gemara. Maybe. He has that suggestion. When do these pamims, which sound like it happens often? So he says, Let me suggest that the Gemara in Zvachim Kuftezvav is related to the Gemara in Brachos Andavav, where the Gemara has a whole list of items. The schar for this is doing this act. The schar for this is doing this act. The Gemara says, Agrid de Beitamya. The schar of going to a shiva house, a base of el shikusa, is being silent. We know halachically, right? A menachim is not allowed to open their mouth, is not allowed to talk until the avel first opens his or her mouth, right? Shikusa. That's the schar that we get just being there with the other person. There's not much that we could say in terms of comfort. Death is the greatest mystery of life that man still has not conquered yet. And that's why the Gemara says, you know what the godless of a shiva house is, of going there? The greatest nechama is just being there. A famous actor once said, 90% of life is just showing up. Right? Agra de Beitam Yishtikusa. Just going there and being silent. Just going there. Agra de Behilula Mili. But the opposite is by a wedding. By a wedding, Mili. Go talk. Go talk to the parents. Be masameach them. Tell them how great their kids are. Go to the chazan. Go to the kala. Go tell them what a great catch they got. Just, just spread positive energy. A shiva house is about being quiet. A wedding is about being verbose, being gregarious, talking. And therefore, says the Tosefes Bracha, maybe that's what this chazal is referring to. Pa'amim, it's time to talk. Pa'amim, it's time to be silent. Based on Aaron Akohen, who also had to deal with death, he got schar for the shika. And that's what we learn. There's always appropriate behavior. We just have to make sure that we follow halachic protocol. And if we do that, we will, we will be all better, better off. Chazal knew exactly what they were talking about. Chazal had the greatest insight into all the different wisdoms. Psychology, what's needed? The, the fact that there is something called Shiva, whether that's Darais, whether that's Rabbanan, the most cathartic, useful, helpful way for, you know, one to deal with death. The, the community comes together. Comes together. I once read, a, read, a, read an article where there was a boy, Rahman al-Aslan, went through a, a tragedy. He lost a parent and he was a, a, a teenager and he was on the bus and nobody talked to him because they didn't know what to say. They just ignored him. And it made him feel worse, and it just snowballed. It was terrible. It's exactly the opposite of what, how Am Yisrael and how Yah just deals with tragedy. We come together. We help each other. We go there. Maybe we don't even say anything. Agra de Beitamia Shtikusa. We go there and say nothing, but we know that we're together. Maybe that's what's referred to in the Vayidomar. Okay. So now let's talk about the rest of the time tonight. Let's talk, make a couple of points about kashras. Right? That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Second half of the parsha. So there is a thought, I'm not sure if we touched on this in the past, but there is a fascinating question in Lumdus. And that is, we know there are all different signs of kashras. We know fish have simani kashras, fins and scales. We know animals have simani kashras. Right, chewing cud, split hooves, all these simani kashras. So the question that the mefarshim, it's already rooted in the rishonim, but the achronim really expand upon it. And there is a summary of this in Ma'oras Aparsha, contemporary sefer, that brings together halachic discussions. I'll say to Aparsha, yes, a few svarim out. So there he discusses these simanim. Are they what we would call in conceptual analysis, siman or siba? Are they cause or are they reflection? <clears throat> Meaning, when an animal chews its cut and has split hooves, are those simanim the reason, the cause that makes them kosher? Because a cow has split hooves and chews its cud, that is why the cow is kosher? Or no? <coughs> the, co- the cow is kosher because the cow is kosher because the chef made it kosher. How do you know the cow is kosher? by seeing its split hooves and chewing its cud. That's a reflection 
of its being kosher. Not its cause of being kosher. Siman or Siba. That is the way that it is formulated. What, is it this semantics? What's the difference? So there is a fascinating question that is brought up by contemporary poskim. The question is, they, right, the, the, the formulation that I just said is on line 10. Yeshlach karvasi money dagim, imsi money imsap yevakas kasas, imrak migalim, are the signs, are the kosher signs proving to us that it is kosher, but it is kosher inherently, or, line 15, he quotes a ritva that seems to say that they are the gorim. Why do I care about this? Turn the page. Bisman achron. Bisman achron. Yeshis chachmulasos. There are certain scientists that are able to, using genetic material, create, using genetic material of a kosher fish, to create the same kosher fish without the scales. So it comes from the kosher fish, but it doesn't have scales. But you know it's a kosher fish. So is it a kosher fish? It's a kosher fish, but it doesn't have the kosher simonim. Well, maybe then it's not a kosher fish. That's the nafkamina, possibly, between these two approaches. Do the simonim cause the fish to be kosher? Or they, do they just reflect that it is kosher? But let's say you would know it's kosher from another source, so then maybe you wouldn't need the simonim. That's the shaila of the achronim. Hischach mulasos hamsach hadashav u'dag karp, karpion, shetamir ailos apir v'kaskasas, u'muchzekes ve'olom g'dagdar, we assume it's a kosher fish. U'ka'esh rotsim l'shanos darkei gidu lo, they can somehow fool around with the ray that it grows. U'machalim shonim v'cholu, v'aydezeh, it can grow without the scales. Is it kosher? Is it not kosher? It does not have kosher signs. But, you know, it comes from the kosher, and the rule usually is, hayotse min ha-tahar, tahar. Anything that comes out of something kosher, milk that comes out of a kosher animal, it's kosher. Milk that comes out of a non-kosher animal, hayotse min ha So that is the question, whether it is allowed. So he quotes a summary of the, of the achronim that discuss whether this is a good idea or not. And even if you want to say that it is kosher, because they are exactly what we call them, simanim, it might not be such a good idea to, to do this. Why? What's going to happen in a generation from now? What's going to happen in if these fish reproduce and then there are new types of fish and mutations and permutations and then they don't have and people are going to forget what the simanim of a fish are. It's not good policy, says the Nodabi Yehuda and say others, uh, because, uh, not because per se, but it wouldn't be kosher, but because of the Misora, it could be a problem. So they are not, they are not supportive. A related topic, which is just fascinating in terms of the name of an animal that we all know. Where does the name come from? I thought I mentioned this in a different context. But here we go. There is a Gemara in Masechus Chulun. Now we're on line 30. The Gemara in Chulun tells us that the Livyatan, that famous sea creature that will be served to us by the Seuda when Mashiach comes, which the Gemara in discusses who's going to bench at that Seuda. Ultimately, Dabar HaMelech is going to be the Mizamein. So the Gemara says, you should know that the Livyatan is a kosher fish. It's a dog tahar. And all the Mepharshim wonder, why do I need to know that for why do I care whether the Leviathan is a dog tohar? Says the Maharsha on that Gemara in Chul in Samach Zayin, because it's to teach us that when Hashem gives food to us in the future, He's going to give us kosher food. So you should know that. Right? No, He wouldn't give us something not kosher. Obviously, it's going to be something, going to be something kosher. So then He quotes a fascinating, amazing Medrash. The Medrash says, why is pig called Chazer? Why is that the name of a pig? A Chazer. Says the Medrash, lines 36, Sha'asid HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'Hachziro L'Yisrael L'Hetera HaRishon. Maybe at some point in the future, it's going to become kosher. Chozer Liot Kosher. Was it ever kosher? Unclear. 
Shem created all animals at the beginning, but it's going to return and become kosher. That's a medrash. So is it really true that if something, if Shem is going to serve a Livyatan in the future, does that have any ramifications for us today? It could be that something's not kosher today and will be kosher in the future. Most Mepharshim assume that we shouldn't take this medrash literally. Mitzvahs aren't going to change. Pig is going to be pig. It's not going to change. What does it mean? Something on the spiritual level where he quotes, um, after all, if the pig is going to become kosher and it's going to get, and a pig is going to start chewing its cud, then it's not going to be a pig. Because the pig, by definition, doesn't chew its cud. So, discussion, Rabbeinu Bachai, no, it means the spiritual power of a pig will be used latova. A pig is, is the symbol of trace. To say that's going to be going to come, uh, come uh, kosher, it's very challenging to say that. But either way, we'll see. But to say that it's symbolic that everything Tommy will have a tahar purpose, so that for sure is something that could be said. Okay, either way, that's something in Yoni Kashos. Let's get back, though, to two more thoughts related back to our Pasha. First comes from the Mayan Beis HaShoeva of Schwab, based on a Rashi. It relates to what we just spoke about before, the connection of the two halves of the Parsha, but let's read a Rashi first, because Rashi sharpens the question. If you look at the beginning of Parakut Aleph, Vaidaber Hashem, how is Hilchas Kashras introduced? Vaidaber Hashem, El Moshe, El Aharon, Lemar Alehem. Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, Daber El Bnei Yisrael Lemar. Say to Bnei Yisrael the following, Zosachayim, go through the Hilchas Kashras. Says Rashi, all Bnei Yisrael are Zochet to get this Tzivui from Moshe who got it from Hashem. Why? Dabru al Bnei Yisrael. Es kulam hishval yoshluchem b'dibur zeh. It wasn't said to the Zekanim and then to the Jews. It was said to all Bnei Yisrael. Why? Because all Bnei Yisrael were Zochet for this Tzivui. Why? Lefisha hushvu b'dimima. Not only was Aaron silent. All Am Yisrael accepted the tragedy. These were two of the Kohen, the Kohen, the Kohen him. Am Yisrael didn't complain, they didn't say a word. The Kiblu Aleim Gzeras Hamako Me'ahava. They accepted the Gzera. They accepted it. Dayon HaEmes. So everybody accepted the tragedy, and therefore they were all got cautious. So Rav Schwab asked the same question, but specifically on this. Why were they Zochet to Hilchas Kashrus? Because they were silent in the face of tragedy. That's what Rashi is saying. Satrastam, the Nadavanaviu and Kashra. So we already had one thought about that. Sheminatov. But the Rev Schwab is saying specifically what is the connection between the silence that they showed and the Hilchas Kashras that happened afterwards. Source twelve. The Tsarak Biyar where it's underlined. Ma'inyan Pajim Machalas Asuros, it's a Kabbalah Sir Samakum Bahava. What's the connection? Shebivadai. Lonezdalanbajazubakroy didn't just happen to be here. So what is it? What is it about um, what is it about these two parshas? So he has two ideas. We'll do the second one. We'll do the second one. Vaod Yeshlafarish Bazel. Line twenty-three. Says Rav let me explain. Shahare Yeshnam Arba Sugim Evriya, very famous, the Kuzari and other Rishonim. We are four levels of being in the world. Domeim, Someach, Chai, Medaber. We have the Domeim, the inanimate objects, the Someach, the growers, the trees, the plant life. We have Chai, the animal kingdom, and we have Medaber, humans, the speakers. Each one of these levels live off the one under it. Plants live through nourishment through dirt. Animals eat plants, among other things. People eat animals. Everyone on top of the pyramid uses and is nourished by the one underneath. But says Rav Schwab, that's known. But now Rav Schwab adds another beautiful thought. Rav Schwab adds a higher level. There's a higher level of medaber. And that is when a human being acts like a domain and is mevatel himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's an even higher level. When the medaber could become a domain at the appropriate time 
when he should be a domain. When the medaber, when the human being gives up on all of his extra elements, when you're faced with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Vayidom Aaron, what happens? That's the ultimate level. That's an even higher level of my using my uniqueness, medaber, I'm vatel my uniqueness in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because I realize there's somebody above me. I realize that. We discussed this in another context. Maybe that's the message of taking off shoes in a Makam Kadosh. Because I want to say the shoes symbolize my authority over the animals. In the Makam of Hashem, I'm, I'm not in charge. Not in charge. We mentioned that in the past from the Marshal. Lefichach, says the Rav Schwab, once Am Yisrael, on top of the period, acted like a domi, Hashem says, you are Zoche to have everything under you, Hilchas Kashrus. Eating animals and all the laws of being on top of the on top of the pyramid. Says Rishwab, that's the highest level, and that's the connection to all of Am Yisrael being silent in the face of tragedy and getting Hilchas Kashrus, which is all about human beings being on top of the pyramid. Once we jump to really be on top, to be the domain on top of the Medaber, then we were Zochet to get everything underneath. And then that makes us be Zochet to everything underneath. Okay, final thought for tonight is on one of the non-kosher animals. We've mentioned this in other Shirem. I do not think we've mentioned it in Parsha Shmini, though. So here it is. We have the list of kosher and non-kosher animals, and we also have the list of the Shmona Shratzim. The Shmona Shratzim, the eight non-kosher animals that are not only not kosher, but they are also Av Hatuma. Right? Many animals are not kosher, but not all of them make me Tamen, Shratzim. What are they? We're not 100% sure what they are. Cholet Achbar Tzav, Anaka Koach Lita'a, Chomet Tin Shames. Those are the eight Whoever touches their dead carcass, an animal can't be tame or mitame when they are alive. When the animal dies, it makes you tame. Ask the achronim and even the rishonim. Why isn't a nachash one of the tame shratzim? Isn't the nachash the symbol of evil? The symbol of everything that we we are against? The Nachash HaKadmoni. Why isn't the Nachash Tameh? The Nachash is not kosher. But why isn't the Nachash Tameh? Asks the Arachayim HaKadosh. First we'll do with the Achron. And then we'll do the Rishon. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Yisurus 13. Yishlach Kerzos. Ech lomana kosova Nachash. Yuhav HaTumah. Lekol Tumas HaShratzim V'domeyem. Ve'ulai. The Nachash, what he represents is bad. His Nefesh is bad. When he had the Koach of Dibur in the days of old, that was bad. His body, that's not what is so evil. And after he dies, it's just his body. He's no different than any other. Okay. That's the Archaim HaKadosh, number one. It's not the goof of the Nachash that's so bad. It's the Mahus, it's the Nefesh of the Nachash, which isn't around after, and and around. But Rabbeinu Bachai gives a different answer. Rabbeinu Bachai, V'yesh l'tamua, ki roi haya b'vadish, y'anachash tamei u'matamei. Why? Avol ha'inyan, add this to the list. Rabbeinu Bachai says, D'rachecha d'archei noam. A principle that Rishonim quote all over, though the Gemara only has it in two or three places. It can't be that there is a mitzvah, the Meshachachma says, you can't have a painful mitzvah, the Sefer HaChinuch says, you have to let Kohanim be mitami for their relatives, because the Gemara in Sukkah says, what's a hadas? It can't be something with thorns, because says snakes are very dangerous. Snakes are very dangerous. If you have a snake, and then the person's going to think for a second, oh, I might become Tameh, somehow, you don't want that hesitance. You don't want that, 
holding back. Lions and tigers, they're not shratzim. They're not shratzim. These shratzim, chomet, they're, they're smaller creatures. We don't want anybody to have to think twice to hold back before getting rid of this nachash. And therefore, because of the recher dechenoam, Hashem did not make it tameh. Add this to the list, the Torah's ways are sweet. And the more we study the Torah's ways, the more we study every halacha, if there's ever any mitzvah or halacha that we don't appreciate or we think is unusual, the answer is just to study it more. And we will come to the realization Okay, we'll stop here. But again, next week there is no shear for Tazria. I'm going to be away. The following week, the Sunday or Monday before Pesach, will be the Haggadah shear. Be the Haggadah shear. That Shema will be put up online. And then after that, we'll pick up after Pesach, which the next Parsha shear will be for the Bnei Chutzlaretz, will be a week ahead. Because the last day of Pesach is Shabbos, so for Bnei Chosarets it's fine. It'll just be a week ahead. You'll have the shear earlier the week, uh, the week ahead. And uh, by the Shem, we will continue then after. But again, two weeks, we'll have the Haggadah shear.